Steve's sitting there just silently judging me beside me, sitting, ah, I'm like, oh, I feel his judgment right now. Half of us are uncomfortable with new things. I want things I know! I want the opening weekend, because I want to be bothered by people around me. We know Fred Owen Ray for the office building. Lindsay! Lindsay! Are you in making the Berserker? You look bored shitless over there. Which one's sick? Not sick. Just, uh, getting in the habit of coming down at 3 o'clock in the morning and wanting to lay on the couch and watch TV. Oh. It's almost like two insomniacs procreated. <laughs> and... Oh, and here we are. Here we are. You have a very, uh, Clark Kent curl going on today. Oh, it's, my hair is just awful. It's awful. It's, it's, it's lovely. I, oh, it's receding, and it looks just awful. So now my new thing is, after my morning shower, then I I put coconut oil in my hair. That's the that's the slop that I put in my hair. You and just my wife, bit, just to, you you and my wife and your essential oils. She just yep. Just, oh yeah. Oh, and I've yeah oiled up, and uh, so then what I do is I have the, the kind of the messy the, the greaser look, and then a little bit later, once that coconut oil just really ferments, then I'm going to take a comb through it. And then it'll be kind of big and puffy and, like, ugly. Ugly is what it'll be. <laughs> I, I I was serious. It, it looks nice. It, but you uh, do have the Clark Kenny curl there. Yep, yep. I, uh, that, that that last time, you remember, like, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, when I had just got back from a really not pleasant haircut, and the guy just butchered oh, yeah, my hair. That was- Awesome. Yeah, that's the last time I went to that place, and since then I'm I'm back to great clips or whatever. Like it's just fifteen minutes, fourteen bucks, the in and out, slap you on the ass on the way out, and you're good to go. And it's, this is this is the uh, aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not mocking you. I, I oh I know I just I know, do the the wife sh- gets the clippers and shaves my head. I'm a number four. That's what I am. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and I'm at a. Well, not that anybody cares, but I think I am. I take a two at the sides. Yeah, and that's then, good. Uh, you know, just kind of just I don't know, ease up into the yeah whatever you call this this seventies bluegrass style <laughs> with Elvis chops. I don't know. Uh, you are very rockabilly. You definitely yeah. fit in that world. <laughs> yep. Oh, that, yeah, that's that, a, I, that, I'm going to be looking at that curl for the next 90 minutes, aren't I? Uh-huh. That's, that's a hell and kind of, of a I curl. feel it, it, it's kind of bobbing, like, you know, and I think, isn't there two of them? It's kind of like a set of balls just <laughs> hanging on my forehead. <laughs> it's just, oh, how are you, sir? How are you? <laughs> well, I, I just, oh, well, I destroyed the, the toilet. Um, <laughs> I like it's <laughs> like police, you know, the, the police tape. I mean, which one? Oh, the crime scene, I guess. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but regardless, that's you know that's a daily occurrence. But last night at uh, karate, I uh, we were doing our our defense moves, and I usually am teamed up with a buddy of mine. He's a big guy, and uh, he, we kind of know the right level of intensity mm-hmm. and to, to not hurt each other, you know, so we're good. We're, we're good with that. And I'm impressed that he's a big guy, but 
I typically, I'm fine. <laughs> so there was another guy last night that there was, it was a small class. So they, they teamed us up with another guy and he's a nice guy. He's short and really, really, really stocky. Um, and he is a couple notches up from our rank. So we were, he's doing his stuff on us. Well, <laughs> oh, huh? Oh, just uh, tell me more about your, your good guy and you guys know each other's intensity and how he's doing his stuff on you. Keep going. Okay. So he, first he does, first he does his, his, his moves on the big guy. Uh huh. And that's fine. But then it gets to me and I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I'm kind of scrawny. And, um, and, and down I go. <laughs> and I mean, I land on my back and the back of my head. I mean, and, and he, land, and he lands right on top of me. <laughs> and, and right then and there I knew I'm like, I'm going to have the mother of all headaches tomorrow. And, she, and sure enough, I mean, my head is just throbbing today. Just, I just throb right now. <laughs> uh. So I just took a headache pill. <laughs> uh. This is not the way to start a show. It's just... <laughs> It's just not. It's how to end the show. So I guess I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> Eric Carter. I've been up since about three o'clock, and uh, oh, I'm, my side hurts, and we're five minutes into the show. Oh my god. Oh, and I'm laughing, and it just makes my head just just pound all the more. Oh, oh, and I I just you know how that hat. Well, you probably don't, but I landed. He landed on top of me, and I'm like, I'm tomorrow. I'm I'm screwed. I'm I'm screwed. I I could just feel. It sounded like you were pretty screwed that that day. Too. <laughs> oh, and I I mean, and I'm not making this up. I mean, the dude was sweaty. Like, <laughs> I mean, okay. Oh, uh, listeners, if you're looking for a good show, I'm, I'm just too fucking tired. I know this shit is dumb as hell. Just don't, just, just maybe check out yeah. of this one because it's not going to be good. <laughs> I'm, oh my God, I'm weeping. So we've covered headaches and <laughs> sweaty dudes and uh, sweaty dudes, bodies, matching, piled, matching intensities. Because <laughs> he knew what you could handle. <laughs> Well, yeah, my the big the dude the big dude that I'm with he knows, <laughs> but the other guy, this new guy, he doesn't, and so he slammed. Yeah, I was gonna, slammed my ass to the. <laughs> the big dude, he knows. Oh, he... oh and my wife, uh... right before the podcast started, I'm like. Like, oh, I've got this headache from last night, from just that. And she's like, you know, you just take a headache pill because you're going to be laughing. And, and oh, thank God, because I'm in tears and it's just, and, oh, it's pounding right now. Oh. oh. You know, I got, yeah. I got, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I got, I got no bitch sesh after that. My life is great. Everything's great and awesome. 
I'm so happy right now. Um, are ready for the roulette? Yep. <laughs> and I didn't make this up, by the way. This is not... This was... Literally, not one person listening to this right now is questioning whether or not you made this up. <laughs> I need Kleenex or something. <laughs> oh my god, you've ruined my voice. And I, oh. oh, and my temples. Are just... <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get to the roulette. <laughs> it's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette as we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. On this episode of the roulette, oh, we're ahead of time. We're doing fine. Uh, oh. They remain up against and soon the darkness. Thank god you're up first. Well, wait, wait, didn't we have to do the... Oh, nah. We've, we've done it like ten episodes in a row. We can just move on from that. Oh, uh, okay. t- tell me about And Soon the Darkness. All right. Um, wait a minute. Steve. Oh. Okay, yeah. Steve Steve just messaged me about, uh, about watching uh, Lighthouse in the theater. So I'm like, ooh, we might have to do that. Um, even that what, is what everything day? about this show. Are you show planning is... on doing that? Uh, well, yeah, there's nothing good I can up, say up about that. Me. Nothing, because it's going to turn real gay real fast. <laughs> Steve and I in the in the I lighthouse, and soon the darkness. I, and now, oh, yeah, now he types, ladies and gentlemen. I have 15 tabs up. <laughs> Of IMDb. Oh, I've got, I've got a lot of tabs up, but they're all of Facebook and email and yeah, all the shit you're typing that I have to delete later. That doesn't matter. Uh, Get rid of. Um, quit doing that. Let's see here. Uh, okay, and soon the darkness uh, from 1970, rated PG. Uh, hour and forty, th- uh, hour and thirty four minutes, horror mystery thriller and. What's uh, that's being very generous with the horror and thriller mystery? Yeah, hold on on that point, and this concerns my roulette as well. Can we just agree that uh, we're throwing all horror this month? So if something is thrown up, it counts as horror. Period. I don't yes, care what I... it's labeled anywhere. We are throwing each other horror this month. Yep, I agree. All right, I, I don't agree. care what it's labeled anywhere. If it if I throw it your way, it counts as a horror. Okay, I like that. Okay. Um, two young English women go on a cycling tour of the French countryside where one of them goes missing, the other begins to search. Uh, but who can she trust? And this this is a, actually a very good movie. I quite liked it. I was expecting much more, I don't know, Jollo, I guess. But it's not really that. It's just this, this thriller mystery type thing with a little twist ending. It's I can totally see why it's PG. But beautiful photography, and it has this cool early, early 70s feel to it. Um, it kind of almost reminded me maybe of uh, an Alfred Hitchcock type movie. Mm. Uh, just a lot more mystery. Uh, but like halfway through, I'm like, this, this doesn't feel horror at all. Like, and it, it's not even really Black Glove Killer. This is maybe a murder, mur- uh, maybe a murmur mystery. That's our show. Uh, murder mystery. <laughs> Um, but quite good. And I watched the remake with, uh, Carl Urban and I don't remember 
anything about that. And watching this, I'm like, man, I don't remember this being, and I'm sure that the storyline is probably the same, but I sure didn't remember much of the remake when watching this. So um, that probably doesn't bode well with the remake. I would, I would bet that I liked this one better than the remake. But it was good. I'm not sure where you would fall on it because it's slow moving and very Nancy Drew-ish. That's the best way to describe it. Is it just feels like a, you know, one lady's searching for her friend and there's just kind of shady townspeople in this little village and you know that someone's lying. Um, and then you got the twist, a little cool twist ending and it was good. I liked it. it uh, it's not top tier stuff, but it's one of those movies that I'm actually surprised that I did not watch years ago already with my love of all things European horror or this type of movie set in this like back in the 70s. I gotcha. That sounds like one to keep in the queue for uh, a rainy day. Yep. Okay, on my side, They Remain from 2018 at an hour and 42 long minutes. Two scientists who share a romantic history are tasked with investigating unnatural animal behavior on the site of a Manson family-style cult compound. That sounds awesome. And -hmm. I had thrown this one your way, and then you kicked it back my way. And, uh, wow. Did you dodge a bullet, sir? Um, this might be a good movie, and this might be for somebody, and that person's not me. And I couldn't tell you a whole lot what happened in this movie because let's just get real about the roulette for a minute, if if we can, uh, with the audience, you and I. And we haven't talked about this really in private, but I'm just going to throw it out there, and I'm willing to bet that... Uh, that you're going to agree with me, and I sure hope so, but uh, every once in a while you come across a roulette like this where it's not that it's terribly shot. It's just boring and nothing, and you can tell very quickly, and very quickly it gets deregulated down to happening in the background, the volume Mm -hmm. is at about three... And I'm watching YouTube videos. I watch the whole thing. I'm in the room. I'm, I'm wasting my fucking life on it. But at the same time, I, I couldn't tell you what happened in this movie. It, it, I could not pay attention to this boring ass shit. Who is, let's see, who, let's see who stars in this. Um, William Jackson Harper and Rebecca Henderson. Let's go see full cast. Just so we can get everybody in there. I want to credit okay. everybody. William Jackson Harper and Rebecca Henderson. This movie has two fucking people in it. In the woods. And that's it. In the woods. Juan, oh, we've seen the uh, Juan, low budget. Just, ah, just nothing. It's not. It's an hour and forty minutes. This should have been twenty minutes. It. it <sighs> what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And long shots of the sunset and long shots of the of the woods. Yeah, um, establishing shots. I mean, you cut some of that shit down, and this movie is 20 minutes long. Not an hour and 40. Plus, at, there was something about a cave, and a, I get it. Oh, the cult. There was a cult here many years ago. Well, we think there's some remains buried over here. Well, let's not go look at it. Well, why not? Well, the other team did. And then somebody went crazy, and then let's just... We're not supposed to mess with that. We're supposed to stay here and study animal behavior. 
and then they argue, and then they get drunk, and then it's just meandering, and it, like, you cut all the fucking fat off this thing, you have a good short story, but I, I feel bad even talking about this film, because I didn't pay, I could not pay enough attention to it, and I was bored out of my mind, but I sat here, I sat here and held hands with They Remain for an hour forty, so... <laughs> There you go. Make that what you will. Somebody probably really enjoys that movie, but, uh, no thank you. I'm ready for the next round. Okay. <clears throat> Up first is Sinister Circle on Netflix. Hour and 27 minutes. Uh, after the death of a group of teenagers using a Ouija board, the psychologist... Fernanda and her son return to Peru, but they will find themselves surrounded by an evil entity as big as its wicked sect. Um, that is Spanish language, so there you go. It's, it is subtitled, but, um, it's roulette-y, I guess. This one here, I actually have, well, actually, the next two I have seen and I quite enjoy. Um, especially this one. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, from 2018. Yeah, this is, uh, let's see here. All hell breaks loose when a strange force animates the puppets up for auction at a convention, setting them on a bloody killing spree that's motivated by an evil, by an evil as old as time. And, um, bye, bye. Um, Joni leaving, I, yeah. Um, I think that this was written by, uh, uh, I know it. Yes, by the uh, writer of Bone Tomahawk and uh, the writer from Bone Tomahawk, Brawl and Cell Block 99 and Dragged Across Concrete. And uh, you can tell that it's got a good script. I loved this movie. Really? And it is really, really gory. What is this, like part 10 in the series? This is kind of their own redo. So it's kind of a sort of remake. So... It doesn't feel at all like the full moon movies. This feels more like an actual theatrical all right. thing, but I quite liked it. Uh, and that's that's on Hoopla. And next is thought I'd throw you an old '80s slasher movie, Hell Night, starring Linda Blair. Uh, four college pledges are forced to spend the night in a deserted old mansion where they are stalked by a monstrous survivor of a family massacre years ago. And this one here is. Uh, if you do, do pick this one, this here is a bit more of a, like, creepy old house type movie with the slasher aspect is very much secondary. So don't expect uh, a kill every 10 minutes, but I quite liked it and it's got great atmosphere and it's got that early 80s feel going on. So there you go. All right. Coming your way. Slice. I've thrown this up before uh, in a spooky small town when a slew of pizza delivery boys are slain on the job. Two daring survivors. Atlanta's Zazzy Beats and Chance the Rapper set out to catch the culprits behind this cryptic crime spree. And I figured it was appropriate to throw it back up again because of Zazzy Beats, and we're going to talk about the Joker, and she's in that movie too. So I didn't feel bad throwing it back up. Next up is one that is your, this is your safe pick, Velvet Buzzsaw. And this, I had this on the roulette, and I enjoyed it, and I would like your opinion of it. Now, bear in mind... This is more like a kind of slow burn thriller with some horror elements. I'm, it'll totally count as a horror movie, but it's one that I just want your opinion on. It's not one that I'm saying, holy God, you gotta see this movie. 
Uh, a feared critic, an icy gallery owner, and an ambitious uh, assistant snap up with a recently deceased artist's stash of paintings with dire consequences. And I think you'll really enjoy the conceit behind this movie. I think you'll probably say it's too long and you're not wrong. I think that's what I said. But I really enjoyed it. And Jake Gyllenhaal, it's got a great cast, uh, good performances. I, it's one that I, it's going to keep getting tossed up every now and then. And then lastly, did you want Devoured or The Heretics? Uh, why don't you throw the heretics my way? The Devoured, I don't think you've seen. that. There's one that's called Devour that I think you've and seen. And that might be the one that I... Yeah, I, but I did go and check the trailer on that one, and uh, yeah, it's a roulette. Uh, so, same as this one, heretics. Uh, a withdrawn young woman haunted by a malicious cult is abducted by a brooding stranger and undergoes a bizarre transformation. Lots of culty shit going on today. Uh, you're up first. What do you want? Um... I would like to take Velvet Buzzsaw, but I think it, I want something maybe a little bit more horror-esque. And so, The Heretics, that sounds like culty, good October fun. So, I'm going to give that one a try. But keep throwing Velvet. I'm going to watch it sometime. I know I am. I will. Uh, the Heretics, is, that's your most roulette pick on here. Yeah, but man, that um, even the cover looks just cool. Yeah. And um, Strange trans- Transformation, so who knows? It might be... Practically fexy cool. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and for me, after last week's They Remain Out in the Woods, I would like to take a safe pick, and so I will go with The Puppet Master or The Littlest Reich, only because at least I know what I'm getting into yeah. with that. If it's, if it's, if it's Sharknado-y, at least I, I, at least it's honest and upfront about it. I cannot, seriously, I can't imagine you're not going to enjoy that movie to a certain extent. I thought it was... Oh, it's gory. It's at least really, really gory. While I was looking for Let's Free this week, I was, you know, obviously, I I kind of try and go, let's go one Netflix, one Hoopla, one Canopy. So I have all those three pages up, and I'm kind of surfing around horror. And I see this one go, Puppet Master. I'm like, huh. And Michael Perry's in that, isn't he? I'm like, hmm. Is this a new thing or an old thing? And then I click on it and I'm like, oh, this is one he's throwing my way. Because that cover is cool. I thought it was some other maybe 1980s movie that was unrelated to the, the series, you know? Yeah, no, this one here, as soon as it started, I watched it twice now, and I'm like, wow, this has a big budget. Like, this feels theatrical. So, and then the, the gore started flying, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Don't expect, I mean, this is still, it's a Puppet Master movie, but it's still, it's fun. I got you. All right, uh, next episode of The Roulette will be Puppet Master of the Littlest Reich up against The Heretics. Are you ready to move on to our conversation about Joker? Uh, yeah, and hopefully we can also, I know that this is horror-thon, but we should at least comment on the Star Wars trailer at some point, just briefly. That's fine, we'll do that, but Joker first. Okay. Uh, you're up first, sir, so... Uh, Let's get your take on Joker. I know we've talked about it a bit offline. Yeah. Um, and that's only because I wanted to prep you about the things I'm going to say without mentioning the names of other people that I'm going to vaguely talk sure. about. Uh, but anyway, your thoughts on the okay. movie. Okay, so first up, I'll explain briefly the theatrical experience that I had. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, this, this is this is great. That, that always starts off... That, that's yeah. always a good time. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> With my buddy, Larry, we eating and drinking, then head over to the theater, and uh, this is a Thursday, 
And it is packed. I mean, if it's not sold out, it's damn close to it. <clears throat> as soon as we sit down, I'm like, huh, couple stoners behind us, and the, their their level of talk was higher than normal, even for trailers playing. I'm like, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. And then the movie starts. And immediately I am like, oh, this movie's I like it completely just immersed in this world. Um, and also the world of the two fucking douchebags behind us cracking wise. And I'm sure they smoked a bowl before they went in and doing their fucking Red Bulls, whatever. And everything, everything was funny to them. And <laughs> just like, just like Joaquin Phoenix laughing uh-huh. in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, so I told him to shut the fuck up a couple times and that nothing. And Larry was like, dude, he's like, it's going to be fine. He's like, no, don't worry about it. And I'm like, I'm ready to throw down. Like I'm, and I'm like, and of all movies for this to be happening in, cause I'm like, I'm going to cause a scene in just a second here. I'm like, you know what? Cooler heads prevail, Eugene. I might've had a couple drinks in me, but I'm like, don't do something stupid. Go and talk to someone out there. So I hightailed it out of there. And the first two, the two teenagers or whatever, cleaning one of the theaters. And I'm like, oh, I said, either someone is going to take care of the two dickheads behind me. This is pretty much verbatim what I said. Or I'm going to cause a scene in this movie. Here's the seats that I'm sitting in. There's guys right behind me in this Joker movie that are talking nonstop. I'm like, either you take care of it or I'm going to. And they're like, don't cause a scene. We'll do the, we'll cause the scene for you. And I said, thank you. And I mean, like two minutes later, in comes a theater worker, whatever. And he walks right up behind me and he leans down and he said, and he didn't even wait for them. Well, they were mumbling, um, before this guy even came in. But he came right up, knelt down, said something to him I didn't hear. And they shut the fuck up the rest of the movie. Um, granted, I, I missed a couple minutes of the movie, but it would have been that, or I was gonna, I was gonna make a scene. I was gonna do something. And I'm like, don't, especially this movie, this is not the movie to do that in. So, it does work if you complain. I was furious. So, and it, and then it actually took me a little bit of time to calm down from my, I was so angry. Um, and, and this was, by the way, this is right before the subway scene, if you remember that. Oh, so that's, I mean, that's the end of the movie. I mean, that's a, mm. that's the last 25 minutes of the movie. No, no, that's where there's a couple oh, people oh, shot. Oh, two, there's two different subway scenes, sorry. Yes, there is, yes, there is. So this is the first one. Okay, I gotcha, gotcha. So I was, I mean, that's probably what, like 30, yeah, 40 minutes? Yeah, about 30 minutes in, I'd say. Yeah. So anyway, enough about that. Um, the movie itself, even even with that distraction, I loved this movie. I th- Actually, I think thus far this is probably my favorite movie of the year. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix deserves an Oscar, which is crazy considering Heath Ledger got an Oscar for, for his portrayal of the Joker. But he deserves it. He was fantastic. The, uh, I love that this is a, a villain superhero origin story, maybe. And it, I, I love the little nods to, you know, it's in Gotham and you know that Batman's parents are in this. And I think, I think that's so cool. Even if they never make anything else with Joaquin Phoenix's character, that this is in the Batman world. And I really appreciated that. I like the, well, I liked the fact that this is essentially taxi driver with 
the Joker because that's kind of what it felt like. Um, yeah. I have very little. Uh, honestly, one of my biggest complaints is, and it's not even a, really a complaint, is I felt that there was uh, the ending. I guess mild spoiler here, but oh, we're going to go ending, full spoilers on this movie. Okay, so every, okay. everybody, uh, yeah, buckle up. Um, after the the shooting at the uh, the TV station, and then the crowds outside, you know, there was chaos, whatever. When we cut to the um, Joaquin's character in, I mean, yeah, Arthur Fleck, when he is in the insane asylum, or is he? Where is he? Yeah. Where is he at? Is at he, the very is he end, he's Arkham? in Arkham. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think the movie would have been all the more impactful had they not ended, like if they would have ended before that. Like they would have ended maybe with the shooting of of uh, Bruce Wayne's parents, and then boom, like oh no shit, boom, roll credits. But it, this felt a little tacked on to me, like uh, that you're losing some steam here. But it's still cool, and I I wasn't sure if this is many many years later, and I don't, I'm not quite sure what time period that was set when we actually are in Arkham Asylum with I, with Arthur Fleck. I. Put put a pin in that thought for a minute. And uh, anything else you want to for initial? I I thought it was great. I I know that there's a lot of controversy with the movie. I'll let you hit on that. I'll just say that none of this bothered me. I had it was uncomfortable in all the best ways, and it really got under my skin in all the best ways. And that's what I like when movies can affect me. This movie affected me. I completely uh, agree with pretty much everything you've said. I, we talked behind the scenes and I've, I've raised a couple of uh, my concerns. None of them were meant to be like, I dislike this movie. I think it's a fucking great movie. I I don't know where it stands in the all of 2019 for me, because as you know, I don't go to the theater much, so I don't haven't seen a lot of 2019 movies. It, I mean, as of now, it's like top 10, but I don't even know if I've seen 10 movies from this year. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's a, I, okay, let me back up. Um, so, I tried to go watch this movie with my wife, and I tried to pre-order tickets a couple hours before showtime at two different theaters, and it was sold out. And this was not opening weekend, this was the weekend after. On a Saturday night at like 8 o'clock, and it wasn't sold out, but uh, all the main seats were sold out. You know, those three r- shit rows on the front. I'm not sitting down there, fuck that. Um, but all the main seats were pretty much done. So I went home, and, you know, the odds of me seeing a movie, when we have a failed experience like that, the odds of us getting back out to the theater are pretty damn slim. So I said, to hell with it, and I utilized my naughty ways, and I watched the movie at home on my laptop. And uh, then, on the, the, the next weekend, this week weekend three of Joker being out, I believe, my wife surprised me on Sunday and said, hey, I bought us tickets, let's go watch Joker. And I'm like, I didn't tell her that I already, I already watched it, but I was dying to see it. And see it, you know, not with some guy's camera in Korea, uh, but or Portugal, but actually on the big screen. So hell yeah, back to the theater we trucked. And uh, I'm glad I went to see it again that amount of time because I had a lot of questions that needed answered. And I, after seeing it the first time I saw, you know, I went and checked out a bunch of people's reviews and, you know, read uh, some of the criticisms and, uh, you know... Before I even watched it the first time, I I have friends that struggle with mental illness, and I have friends that struggle with autism. You do. They're friends of ours. Uh, and they, uh, uh, 
I, the one guy I didn't even talk to you about, but the, uh, he expressed, I mean, this was months ago before it came out, expressed concerns that a mentally ill person is going to be turned into a hero for becoming a mass murderer because of his mental illness because of one bad day. Uh, that kind of idea, the killing, the killing joke book idea. And, yeah. and so I listened to his thoughts and I, I understand what he's saying. I get it. And I'm trying to be, um, not sensitive to that, but I'm trying to accept other people's, uh, uh life experience that I don't have. I get what they're saying. They, they, you know, so I, I went in with that kind of mindset and I can't speak to his experience, but for my experience with the movie, I didn't really have a problem with the way it was portrayed too much. Uh, with the exception of at the end, the people cheering him, the way that Joaquin Phoenix did it and the way that, uh, he handled the mental illness and the movie handled the mental illness. Yeah, I get it. That makes sense. It's not as long as uh, my, my concern was don't glorify the public school shooter. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, Nobody appreciates me. Fuck it. I'm going to kill a bunch of innocent people. That's cool, right? Yay. No, it's not cool. And it shouldn't look cool. And they didn't really do that with the minor exception of the couple hundred people cheering him at the end. That's the only part where I was like, eh. even if uh, they killed somebody you hated, you still would be like, yeah, this guy killed somebody. Don't think I'm going to stand next to him. And eh. you know, you'd still be like, oh, that guy killed that dickhead. Cool. But I'm going to run this way. You know, you wouldn't, I, I, I just felt weird to me. I would understand, like, there was a point where four people pull him out of that cop car and lay him on the hood of the cop car. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. This is his gang. Like, these are the four weirdos that are like, you know, clap, clap, clap. I, I, that made sense. But then when there's a whole crowd of people just applauding him, that's uh, a little weird. Even if those people were still rioting and throwing over society, I get that. I'm with you. Fuck the police and fuck the government, but the, where they're cheering him specifically, that was where it, it kind of danced on a line for me. Uh, I, I, I'm, what else here? I got notes. Uh, I sent you pictures of my friend who lives in Argentina. <laughs> the, big, okay. the big, yes. yeah, the big concern with this movie is that it's going to turn a bunch of mentally unstable people into, uh, jokers and killers, and they're gonna just start shooting up places and killing people left and right. And I understand why that concern is there. I also am of the belief that mm, movies don't make people do shit. You, you were gonna do it anyway. Um, violence and horrible things did not or did not begin when movies began. They, ex you know, it's not like they invented war after movies. It, the shit, people have been killing people forever. So, no, I'm sorry. Art does not make people do shit. Some people can use it as an excuse to do shit, but fuck them. I'm sorry. Nothing, no art makes you do shit. Uh, that being said, it, you know, it's understandable. But the, the, that some people that are mentally ill would be influenced by things like this. Again, back to the don't glorify it too much. Uh, now you got these pictures of the revolt in Chile where it looks like people are using, as my friend said, they have clued into the social commentary of the film more than the actual Joker. So they're putting on Joker masks and they're burning flags and, you know, 
going up against the government and and fighting the powers that be, but they're not just murdering random civilians or some shit. Okay, you know what? I can get behind that and that kind of Guy Fox V for Vendetta kind of thing. If that's your avatar for that, fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. Another thing. Everybody keeps saying this is a combination of Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. They're not really wrong. I don't disagree with that. Why don't I hear anybody talking about Network? Mmm. Because I see... Yeah, that's true. I see way more... Network in here than King of Comedy even. There's a dash of King of Comedy with his obsession with the uh, uh, nightclub or not nightclub, um, late night talk show host bullshit. De Niro, yeah, De Niro. Yeah, but the net network. I'm on TV. I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it anymore. And and using late night TV to try and rile up society. I mean that seems way more fitting to me. And that's a positive. I'm. I don't. Oh, network is fantastic. Uh, lastly, what did I tell you to put a pin in? The end. Something. Yeah, the end. In Arkham oh, Asylum. in Arkham. <laughs> so, you got him dancing on the hood of the, of the cop car, and that might have been a fine ending point. You're not wrong. I did kind of want to see him captured. But you could have ended with him laughing in the insane. It's just all dressed in white, do the, a little bit of the uh, uh, psycho Hitchcock ending. He's just in the asylum, all wrapped up and laughing, and that's that. But they tag on a little more. I was thinking of a joke, and da-da-da-da-da. But that little hang-on makes me wonder. Hmm, the argument could be made that nothing in this movie happened. Uh, I was wondering that as well. What if he's just locked up in there, and this was all in his imagination? Uh, 100% could be. I mean, <sighs> okay. Uh, let's get into another aspect of this. Um, uh, Mark Bernardin online, uh, somebody I follow does a podcast with Kevin Smith. I, he's a black guy. And I only say that because he brings race into things. I don't mean that as a negative. I mean that he points out racial things that I, as a stupid white person, uh, did, did, would never, just didn't think of. He has a different tilt on a lot of his reviews that I go, Oh fuck. I never thought of that. That's a good point. Uh, one of his points on this movie was that everybody that lets him down and is the trickle down effect is a person of color. And I, I didn't look at his review until after I saw it the first time. Then I looked at his review. Then I went and watched it the second time and he's not wrong. I'm, I'm not going to argue his, how do I put it? His, uh, reaction to it. Uh, but he is going to be, he said it himself, he's going to be tilted more to how he and his people are portrayed on the screen. And, you know, the neighbor that you thought was a girlfriend but wasn't let him down, and the woman on the bus that was a bitch let him down, and the kids that beat him up, they were all people of color uh, with the sign, and mm -hmm. I get that. But I don't think it's just my opinion again. I, I feel like it was... I'm not sure where the problem was. Was it problematic at the writing level or was it problematic at the casting level? Because the the people of color that did let him down or that failed him in society, the people that beat him up with the sign, that was real. The, peop, the woman on the bus that was a bitch, okay, she's just a bitch. Zazie Beetz had nothing to do with his downfall. Uh -uh. She made one sentence to him in, a, in an elevator... 
and was not around him ever again. So I, I find it hard to fault her that she failed him. She didn't have anything to do with him. Uh, the guys on the subway train that he shot, those were all white. Uh, Thomas Wayne, white, punched him in the face. The, you know, the people that real his mother, who the, the people that really, really fucking failed him were white. Uh, the social worker was African-American. So there, there were some people in there, but there were also the white people that were really the ones that fucking screwed him over. Yeah. So I, it, but it is something to consider at the casting level. Was it a conscious choice or was it not? Was it just random? I, I don't know. Uh, but it is something to think about. Overall, I really like the movie. I'm, I'm, I've said it's problematic. I, I feel like it, it still kind of is. I don't know how this Joker rolls over into a getting punched by a guy in a cape movie. You know? Like, this is so fucking real that even as realistic as the Nolan movies were, if we see Joaquin Phoenix running around and getting po- punched by bat, aren't you going to be like, what? It's uh, I don't know. I'm sure somebody might find a way. It's making all the monies in the world. So somebody mm-hmm. is going to find a way to make a sequel to this bitch. <laughs> and as with all things, Batman and lightsabers, I'll be there. But but even that, I can you just imagine the I what I would consider backlash when if they would actually make something like that and make it true to what this movie started out as because there wouldn't be much action. It would be a lot more character driven, I would guess. It the, the, like if you would want to keep this feel. Well, that's what they this- that's what they need to be doing with This is the next generation of comic book movies. We're at a uh in my opinion, a tipping point. We've been past Thanos. Once you've mm-hmm. gone past fucking Endgame, you got to change it up cuz you can't get much bigger than that. I know. So the next thing that you got to do is start greenlighting these $50 million low-key uh, movies. And Batman's the perfect person to do that with because he's a fucking detective. He's a guy in a cape that is a detective in a town. Most of his stuff is solving murder crimes. And, you know, it's not saving the Earth from a meteor or some alien or something. You know, like, he does that stuff too. But, I mean, you could very easily make a $50 million Batman movie. I... I and that's what they're going to start doing after this. I mean, shit, it's on pace to be the gross red film of all time. Which is incredible. Incredible. Uh, a couple other notes real quick. He had some concerns on the comic dork side of it. Um, Joker's never had a name in the comic books. I mean, he's had names, but they've always been like, oh, that's not real. And they usually discount it within the issue. The only time he was ever given a real name or origin was uh, 1989 Batman, uh, Jack Napier or whatever. So it was really weird that he's like, Arthur Fleck, get it? Do you get the joke, Arthur Fleck? No. A dot Fleck. Oh. Affleck. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, he was going to be the Batman that that fought this Joker, and it just, yeah, that all collapsed. Uh, but... <laughs> Then there was that point, what, halfway through this movie where he's looking at, oh, I was adopted. Natural born name. None. Abandoned. Mm -hmm. I was like, beautiful! He has no name again. I love it. So, even for the comic dork side of it, I I liked that. (laughs) The, uh, and by the way, I didn't think that this movie was near as violent as the initial, like, oh, it's so disturbing. And it is disturbing, but... There's only a couple, I mean, it's R-rated, uh, but it's not like this, you know, 
Yeah, it's not a murder fest. No, it's only... There's, there's, there's one extremely violent death, I would say. Agreed. And that's the uh, scissors. Yes. But otherwise, it's just... Yeah, you're It's just... very dark and gritty and uncomfortable. The whole thing is uncomfortable. Yeah. And, I, you know, I still... I'm, a, I'm just... I'm of two minds of the mental illness kind of part of it, because... I un- I have friends that struggle with these things, and so I understand what they're saying, and I agree you don't want to be pr- portrayed as, oh, you're one bad day away from becoming a mass murderer, and he should not be glorified as a hero. I get that. On the other hand, and bear with me here for a sec as a stupid white guy, I mean, we got a lot of fucking shootings in this country, and every time there's a shooting, if he's not... I mean, if he's brown, he's a terrorist. If he's white, what do they say? Oh, mentally disturbed. He's mentally disturbed. Or mentally ill. Yeah. Or what have you. So, it's... I I get where my friends are coming from, and also it's not inaccurate, but it also makes it... The second watch, I mean, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. And that's not to say it's a bad movie. I mean, it's not like... And grab the popcorn, kids! Time for Taxi Driver! Woohoo! Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, those movies, that's uncomfortable, too. Doesn't mean it's awful. Uh, very good movie. But not without some issues for me. Okay, I have blabbed on forever about it. Anything else you want to add for Joker? Nope, I am looking forward to rewatching it, but the second viewing will be in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> uh. So. Oh, should, yeah, you want to... Give me your Joker laugh before we wrap this up. <laughs> Actually, that's my oldest son's. Uh, that's how he. Uh, cries. No, that's that's you looking at the outhouse outside your house. That's, there it is. Uh, there it dude, is. Uh, oh, little, by the way, quick side derail. So taking the kids out to the end of the uh, cul-de-sac here for their bus. I'm like, what's this big truck doing parked right in the way? I'm like, oh. Oh, that's the shit removal truck for outhouse shit removal truck. Like that's again, that's the first thing I see in my life after when, <laughs> when the garage doors open. Welcome world to my shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Good. Good. Eugene might be one bad that a day away from uh, becoming a joker. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we can't, okay, since we're full yeah. spoiler already, uh, you do know that Thomas Wayne is not his dad, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, wait, 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 actually back that up. So he was saying, no, you're, you know, no, I am not your dad, but they sure seemed to portray it in the movie like, mm, he actually still might be. No, I, it, in my, the way that I took it is, uh, they were pushing for the Joker to, for, uh, uh, Arthur to believe that, and then it, and his mother believed it and said that, but she was also mentally disturbed. And at the end of the day, it turned out that, no, he wasn't. She was just an employee who was obsessed with Thomas okay. Wayne. Because it said he was abandoned. He, he was left there on the corner. Yeah. Uh, you know, she adopted him. How would she know who the dad was if she adopted him? That's true. So, no. I, it's an interesting concept, but no, I don't want that. Also, we got this age disparity between... Uh, uh, Arthur and Bruce. I, if we're gonna carry on with him, just, just, just fast forward him right to present day with Robert Pattinson, and don't even, don't even make it a thing that he's 
45 years old. Oh, man, I would love to see those two in a movie together like this. Like a sequel. Oh, that would be so good. I don't be surprised if it happens. I can only hope. That would be great. But just please don't go and... I mean, don't go Marvel huge, big CGI. That's... That's... No. I agree. Uh, okay, you want to talk about the Star Wars trailer? Uh, we can't... We're already... Oh, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> uh, we're... we're we, we got ten minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're, um, we're doing okay. So... I, again, this was last night after I finished another horror movie, and I'm like, I'm, you know, half drunk, or actually pretty much all drunk. And I'm like, let's watch the new Star Wars trailer, hon. I'm like, oh, okay, great. And I was, I, I liked it a lot, uh, but, uh, and she agreed with me. Uh, I'm like, what the hell does, is, is, what's going on? I don't get, like, it's just random cool scenes, which I I gotta say I like because it's not spoiling really anything. Uh, I still don't know what the movie's really about. I, Emperor is back, I guess, and Kylo and Ray are maybe frenemies. I guess I don't know. I... <laughs> uh, well, my friends online were like, "Wow, that looks super mediocre." And oh, it looks I, great. So fuck that. I looked at them and I said, "Well, I said it looks great." And they said, it looks super mediocre. And I looked at them and I said, uh, well, what do you expect? JJ is back. Uh, we had a fucking awesome Star Wars movie with Last Jedi with new ideas and different directions and fantastic uh, action and, and thoughts and ideas. And uh, then we were like, eh, half of us are uncomfortable with new things. So let's go back to what we know. Let's go back to JJ. So now we have this final trailer, and what is it? What does it open with, Eugene? Do you remember? Oh, what does it open with? Um, I just remember just a bunch of random scenes. I thought it was great. I I agree, but what does it open with? It um, opens with uh, with Ray running through a forest. Oh, that's right. Yes, that sure looks a hell of a lot like Endor. Um, eh, I don't know if it's Endor or not, but. Uh, are we all going to sit around and be shocked that J.J. is going to redo Return of the Jedi? Because he fucking did it with The Force Awakens. Um, this is what you get. You, I want things I know! Alright, here comes Return of the Jedi, bitches. With, you know, a couple of extra twists, maybe. Oh, wait, what else? Oh, the Emperor's back? Oh, the Emperor's back. Couldn't think of anything new to do, so... Bringing back Palpatine! J.J. Abrams, just full of new ideas. I'm assuming that uh, Ray and Kylo are, you know, bad guy. He has to die. He has to die. <laughs> he killed Han Solo. Fuck him. Yeah. There's, there is no... He, for all intents and purposes, killed his mother. Blasted mm. her out in space. Yeah. I No. There's no redemption that, that can bring him back around to... I mean, if he wants to do some kind of Darth Vader ending where he fucking kills the Emperor as he is dying, okay, fine. But other than that, no. There's no... No. No. <laughs> There's no him and Ray toddling off into the, into the yeah. double sunset. <laughs> I, I do not accept that. 
and it's uh, you know they've been doing a lot of reshoots, and he says that they're they're working hard to really wrap up the entire nine movies. All right, I, I'll believe. I'll, I, it, 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 are there lightsabers in it, Eugene? Yep, I'm in. So fuck it, whatever. Yeah. But, but still, I, yeah, JJ. I, Sorry, Last Jedi haters, that movie rules, and his JJ is rehashing everything. So that, uh, I'm, oh, I'm sure I'll like it. I'm the only person on the, yeah. in the world that defends Solo. So, no, I uh, right before our podcast, I was busy buying tickets for. Uh, I was going to do opening. Well, it opens on I think on Thursday, but I was going to do Friday, and I'm like, oh, the XD screen. There's only the front row left. I mean, this is a month and a half away. Uh, or more, and I'm like, well, shit, because um, I want the XD and I want the opening weekend because I want to be bothered by people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, well, Saturday, and then sure enough, I, I mean, their tickets are going fast. They're not the greatest seats, but I'm like, up oh, Saturday, uh, December 21st or whatever, I'll or 22nd, whatever it is. So I'm, I'm gonna be there. So if there's anybody out there that wants to bother me in the theater, buy your tickets now. <laughs> if they're not already going. Uh huh. I mean, I, I, I'm going to see it at some point. I don't know how or when, but, uh, you know, I will. Yep. Actually, we have one of our neighbors, uh, they're like, hey, uh, you want to go to the to the uh, opening midnight showing? <laughs> no. There is not a movie on planet Earth that I would go at midnight to watch, especially a two and a half hour one. No, 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 no. I'm too <sighs> old for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I've, I put in my time on those midnight screenings. Yeah, that was back when we could, like, we used to be able to do that, but... Oh, and then we would go to Denny's and eat a full breakfast while we smoked cigarettes, and then oh. and then another hour drive home, get home at 5 o'clock well, in the morning. Yeah, we would. Yep. Well, I remember those it days. It would take me five days to recover from that. Yeah. <laughs> Just, oh, but it was great, though. Just, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. All right, uh, we got to move. Now it's time. Now we have to move on. Uh, yeah. uh, time for the 2019 Horrorthon Part Three. Ding, 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 ding. Welcome to the 2019 Movie Freaks Horrorthon, starring Eric Moner and Eugene Weaver. <sighs> and when last we met, the score was 26 to 25. Me. And you're up first. What's number 26 for you, sir? Okay, well, 26 is And Soon the Darkness, unless you've already counted the... Oh, that's fine. Nope. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, I'm just gonna, I am just wanted to just get that one out of the way, so it's on the no, list. Yep, it's fine. Um, okay, so first up is Hocus Pocus. And um, I did some searching, and I'm like, yep. I'm not sure if it was... Well, actually, I think you found it. No, you like, oh. I, I, I helped you out on that one. Thank you. Um, Hocus should, Pocus. Should not uh, it's a 90s movie with Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler and um, uh, some other people. And you know what? Not bad. I was actually pleasantly surprised. I'm like, it ticks all of the Halloween family-friendly boxes. It's uh, actually, surprisingly, the subject matter is kind of evil and I mean it, these three witches uh, want to kill a kid or whatever uh, for reasons to stay young I think if I remember correctly I had a, whatever and um, I'm like alright uh, jump to 1990s whatever and they're like they're the 17th century witches and no I gotcha um, yeah and then they're on the on the prowl for this 
a teen, I don't know. I, it's a chase movie, whatever. Um, and Sarah Jessica Barker is actually fairly beautiful in this. I was like, what? Whoa! <clears throat> Back the train up here. She's attractive in this. Um, that's about all I can say about the movie. It was okay. Joni thought the same thing. She was like, that yeah, wasn't bad. Uh, trust me, it is not easy to find holiday Halloween type movies to watch with my wife. So even this thing, I'm like, we got to watch something in October together because typically I'm watching stuff by myself this month. Mm-hmm. There you go. Back oh, to you. All right. Uh, number 27 for me is Glass Trap. Have you heard of this movie? Nope. I hope not. Uh, when an army of radioactive ants are unknowingly created, carted into a skyscraper, a group of people have to fight. Whatever. This movie sucked. To see Thomas Howell. Fred Olin Ray directed. Ooh. Uh, and no. Lots of offices. We know Fred Olin Ray for the office building. And <laughs> my God, he stays true to form. Um, not gory. This is a S Y F Y sci-fi kind of mm. uh, movie. And, it was on in the background, and uh, yeah, CGI ants with bad CGI, and I didn't really care, and it wasn't good. Uh, not not like the what was wasn't there an ant movie I watched last time that I was talked about? Oh, it came, yes. oh, it came from the desert, like that one. Yeah, yay, thumbs up. So I was like, yay, more ant action. Mm, not so much. Not so much. But you watched it. It's a check. I watched it. It's it's checked off. Uh, Back to you. Um, Okay, my third viewing of All Hallows' Eve. This is the first movie from Damien Leone, I believe. He's the guy that directed Terrifier. This is with Art the Clown. It's an anthology movie. Uh, Every time I watch this movie, I'm like, "That, that is... This guy, I think, is going to go places, at least in the horror world. He's a really good director. This, you can tell, has a really, really low... Oh, the budget. $20 is what it says on IMDb. $20. Wow. No, there's no way. That's got to be like 20000 or 200000 or something. Or twenty. <laughs> um, but it's like the first... The wraparound story is these two tweens and their babysitter are rooting through their candy from Halloween trick-or-treating, and there's a VHS tape in there. They pop it in, and it's... Well, actually, it's it's kind of like the whole, the VHS series, is there's creepy shit on the tape. And so the first story, I'm like, when it starts, it, which is about this satanic cult in an underground subway system, uh, I'm like, man, the... Like, this kind of looks like the video camera that I used to have, that uh, Canon XL series. I'm like, that's... Like it's, and then I found out that was a, that was actually a short film that he made several years before this movie ever was made, and he just plopped it into this movie, which I think is so cool because I'm like, eh, it it still works, and Art the Clown is in it a little bit. Um, second short story is about an alien invasion in this uh, lady's house in the countryside, which was pretty cool, and then the third one, which is the real reason to watch this, is uh, Art the Clown himself is terrorizing this uh, lady at a gas station in the middle of nowhere and it is just gory and creepy and awesome but uh, it's not it's certainly not as good as Terrifier but 
for a Halloween set low budget horror movie, this is quite good. I really enjoy this movie. Cool. Uh, number 28 for me is Doom Annihilation from 2019. This follows a group of Marines. They respond to a distress call from a top-secret scientific base on Phobos, a Martian moon, only to discover it's been overrun by demons who threaten to create hell on Earth. And this was a frustrating hour and a half. Uh, it should have been... just should have been better. But it was lit like one of those damn sci-fi channel movies. You know? Mm. Where it's everything's bright and everything's clean. There's no dust on anything. It's like, you're on a, mo- a Martian moon. The hallways should be a little dirty, you know? That's what Aliens got right. That's what Star Wars got right. Like, scuff shit up a bit. This looks like you're on a fucking set. It And everything way overlit. Bright hallways. Every I, it's, oh, Bright everything. I, <sighs> they Gory seemed, at all? There was some blood in there and throat rippings and that kind of stuff, but these, I mean, for the most part, for the most of the movie, for the first hour, it was all just dudes painted purple, zombie dudes, you know? So it was like, yeah, all right, a demon, I guess. But they saved 95% of their budget for the third act, where they finally have a demon thing come out that's throwing fireballs. That was kind of cool like in the game, and then mm-hmm. they go to the, uh, get teleported to the Doom planet, where they have a bunch of CGI characters, but they looked really fucking good, and really cool, and really demony. and that's coming for the person, and you're like, we should have been doing this the whole time, but we didn't, because we didn't have the budget to do that, so enjoy that last ten minutes, it's just, it's one of those Saturday morning, wake up at Ned and Greg's and pour a fat drink and laugh at it, mm-hmm. Mystery Science Theater, but most of this movie, no thank you, and a awful dialogue, awful, awful cliche, why are we gonna go over there, we should go over there, we need to split up, why are we splitting up, we should split up, fuck off, uh, back to you. Okay, uh, I will definitely be avoiding that. No thank you. Uh, next up for me is Shockwaves from 1977. This is, uh, the, um, uh, the, the Nazi underwater undead, uh, trope. If, oh, I, I love how judgy you are about Doom Annihilation, but then Shockwaves 77, Nazi underwater. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. Um, visitors on a remote island discover that a reclusive Nazi commandant has been breeding a group of zombie soldiers. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it's from 1977. Peter Cushing is in it. John Carradine. And it looks grimy, grindhousey, and the zombies look pretty cool. And it's fucking PG. Every time I watch this movie, because I've watched it far too many times. <laughs> Every time I watch uh, this movie. I like how you're getting bitchy on every... How many yeah. Oh, this is my fourth viewing. I checked uh-huh. out four times. Yeah. And every time I'm like... I didn't notice the first three times, but yeah. this time, damn it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I remember this. Like, it's, I, it's got Peter Cushing and it's got old school, you know, zombie. And they like to choke. There's lots of choking going on and drowning. No throat ripping. It, there's no throat rippings. There's no gouging of eyeballs. So, damn. Uh, it's, meh. It was 
okay, I, maybe my fifth viewing, I'll enjoy it better. <laughs> I will see. Uh, I have nothing to say. I'm thinking about, uh, speaking of choking, watching Suicide Squad again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, anything else for Shockwaves? No? You're good? Oh, it's, uh, it, the Blu-ray looks okay from Blue And you own it on Blu-ray for fuck's sake. Oh, of course, yes. I, I, I must own it. The slipcover was beautiful. <laughs> but of course. Uh, number 29 for me is Crawl from 2019. A young woman, while attempting to save her father during a her- Cat 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped in a flooding house and must fight for her life against alligators. This was a horror show. Good God in heaven. Uh, I love Barry Pepper. Can I just put that out there in the world? Me too. Uh, because I do. It's It's got some kind of ridiculous, unbelievable stuff in it, but it, at the end of the day, it's still a creature feature, so I, it's easy to kind of let that stuff go. And not in the Sharknado sense of the creature feature, but in the monster movie kind of sense. Like, uh, yeah, alligators, probably not going to be that aggressive. They're not chasing you and following you. And, uh, they were all swarming outside the convenience store. Like they're all hunting, like, you know, like the shark and jaws, it's hunting people. Yeah. It's not really how animals act, but, uh, it doesn't matter. The, it was totally effective. I quite enjoyed it. And I texted you on one point and said, if the fucking dog dies, this is a thumbs down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, spoiler people, the dog lives. So it's okay to go into this movie because that dog was essential to this film. And he was awesome. Dogs yeah. rule. That was a great movie. That's one probably top three or four of uh, the year for me. I loved it. I just loved how simple it was. And just, Hey, 2019, this is one of my top 10 of the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, I can't, can't wait to watch it again. Yeah. It's good yeah. shit. I, it, again, also had uh, unbelievable parts as far as she, at one point got grabbed by the leg and chucked around and then thrown a- around and thrown away. And then she just kind of wrapped it up and okay. No, no, I yep, you're, I you're, you're dead. Yep. And the dad, I mean, he got attacked a couple of times and then got his arm ripped off and still okay. No, that guy would have bled out hours ago, but it's a creature feature. Just yep. let it go. Next for you. Okay. Next up for me is Lake Mungo. I was like, okay, Ooh. now I want a legit scary October movie. And this Fine listeners is a scary movie. I it's this is in my top 100. I'm I'm a, I mean it's been long enough that we've done the top 100, but if it's not in there, it is now. Uh, it is one of for me one of the scariest horror movies I've ever seen. Every time I watch this movie, it just scares the ever loving shit out of me. And I think it's because one the acting is so good. They're all believable as real people uh doing this documentary on the death of a loved one and then the ghost aspect of it comes into play and it just gets creepier and creepier and weirder and the fact that nothing is really explained by the end um when the credits roll on this thing i'm i just look around in the room in the black room thinking that i'm waiting for this water waterlogged corpse teen girl to be creeping up behind me to make me dead and uh, 
It's so damn great. Uh, if uh, those of you that have not seen Lake Mungo, it is on Amazon Prime right now in HD. Uh, I bought the Voodoo. Uh, I bought a Voodoo copy of it, so uh, I I have to own this movie. It's so damn great. I love it. So that's five. That there is a five out of five star movie for me. I cannot find anything about the movie that I don't like. And you have seen that, correct? I have seen that. I'm looking to see if it's in your top 100. Because I have the list saved, sir. Nice. <laughs> loading, 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 loading. Nope. Well, it is now. <laughs> All right, let's go down the list from number 100. You tell me what is getting kicked off. Number 100, Pieces. No. 99, Death Proof. No. 98, Hellraiser. <laughs> no. Uh, Hannibal. No. Horror of Dracula. Ah, there we go. I could replace that one. Ah, there we go. It only took four spots. Good, yep. good, good on you. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> it's easy to say that a shit is in your top 100, but until you start actually doing the list, yeah. fuck, is that hard. Okay, I'm not going to spend time on this one. Number 30 for me is The Fly from 1958. I got a VHS copy of this. You watched it on the roulette and did not like it. And uh, But it's a VHS copy. I should pick it up. I had trouble getting it out of the case. I kept shaking it like this. Like, what the hell is the problem? Then I realized that the sticker had never been broken. I had a virgin copy. Nice. So I cool. cut that bitch and put it in. I'm going to watch this. I'm sure Eugene was just being overcritical because it's a classic film. <laughs> no, this sucks. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Would have made a pretty awesome 15-minute short film. The ending is kind of cool where it's, eh, help me, help me. Yes, with the little fly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was about the only cool thing in the movie. Uh, back to you. Uh, next up for me is It Came From The Desert. Oh, no. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It was certainly better than a lot of those sci-fi movies. I do. I totally see what you're saying. Um, win, win. I won. Yeah. This is it. That's ex that's what I said. Yeah, the acting, like none of the characters annoyed me, um, but it was still like not for lack of trying. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but especially like the main brother, the two brothers. I quite liked them, and the girl was cool. Um, uh, it's just a generic bug movie. A generic creature feature type thing. I, they this could have been really good had they uh, doubled down on the gore and just it just had that sci-fi original look. Like it looked like a produced for sci-fi original type thing. The CGI bugs were actually pretty good, I, like you said. But like you I, like you said for that one movie, like dirty things up, make it dirty instead of even I don't know. Just well, and even like uh, glass trap, the the. What do they call it? I forget, oh, I forget what the term is, but where the the ants' feet touch the ground when you're doing CGI, there are ways around that, uh, uh, faking it to make it look okay. And in it came from the desert. It looked great. Mm -hmm. In Glass Trap, it didn't. It looked like some shitty C CGI where it's not really there. You can tell it's not touching the floor. It's just floating. Yep. But yeah, it was fine for what it was. I mean, I I didn't hate it, but I'll never watch it again. Nope. Uh, but me neither. 
for a horathon. I'm like, yeah, that was a harmless whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I just like certain movies like that. I'm like, oh, with just a little bit more effort, this could have been damn near a gem. But yeah, it's it's almost like you got the bean counters and the whatever. They're like, no, 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 no. It has to be this way. It, you know, whatever. And it's like, ah, if you just do a couple things different. But oh well. Anyway, I watched it. We share 100% the same opinion on that film, sir. That's exactly how I sold it. Yep, I agree. Uh, next up for me is a random VHS. Hey, this looks like a horror thing, and Amber Heard is in it. Ooh. Side effects from 2004. Sex drugs, rock and roll will never be the same after a medieval sex drug makes a comeback on the college party scene. Everyone wants to try this orgasm drug, but no one considers the, and that's where the IMDb synopsis ends as did my interest i never hmm. saw amber heard in this movie maybe she was tending bar in a scene or something i don't it beats me uh it was, was awful and it sucked and is gonna get traded in i don't want it in my collection i'll never watch it again terrible uh nothing uh, nothing <laughs> but it, it counts in the horror thoughts back to you <laughs> uh uh the deaths of ian stone this is from, well, this is one of the After Dark horror movies from, this is, uh, oh, man, 12 years ago now. Uh, this was from 2007. Mike Vogel is in this. Jamie Murray. Uh, deaths. Uh, that's telling the story. Hold on here. Okay. Uh, deaths of Ian Stone tells the story of an all-American guy who is murdered each day by horrifying pursuers, only to wake up in slightly different lives to experience the terror of being murdered again. And... There, this, this, the first hour of this movie is legit awesome to where I'm like, I gotta tell her about this movie. It's just sci-fi, horror, creatures chasing this guy through multiple lives, and he's trying to piece it together, and it's really, really cool. And then, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, let's make people look like they did in The Matrix with lots of leather and sunglasses in dimly lit rooms for stupid reasons. And I'm like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't. Uh, um, it, it just ends kind of, it peters out, unfortunately. But man, that first hour or so, it's bigger budget. The CGI is cool. It's got some gore. Uh, I feel like I remember the trailer. Yeah, it, it opens at a hockey game. And uh, I mean, it's like one of those like cold open, like, Hockey game going on, and then uh, our hero, he messes up a shot, and then a couple teammates are really pissed at him, but they're, like, more than pissed at him. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And then creatures, and and then eh, it was good until Leather Matrix rubber <laughs> people showed up, and they're like, yep, now you're lame. But All right. it was uh, October. It was fine for what it was. Uh, number 32 for me is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes from 1978, adventure, comedy, horror. I would argue with all three points. I hated it. Back to you. <laughs> um, next up for me is Trick or Treat from 2007. Michael Doherty's excellent anthology movie. Never get tired of this movie. It does not, or it actually, it ages wonderfully. The, uh, Interweaving this actually kind of like uh, Southbound. I love how these stories kind of interweave with each other, and they are all kind of sort of connected. Um, it's it's 
quite literally the perfect Halloween October horror movie. My only complaint in every year that I watch it, uh, it's the same thing, is it's too short. It needed one more short story in there or expand one of them because it's so good. Everything about the movie is so good that it's all like, whoa, it, it's over? Like, feel felt like it just began, which is a positive, but it I, I wish it would have been a hair longer. Uh, but, man, the cast is great. The werewolf stuff is awesome with Anna Paquin, and uh, it's cool. I really like this movie. Back to you. You've obviously seen the movie. Yeah. You're looking around the room like there's... I'm waiting for the uh, truck that's cramming on its Jake brake to stop so that I can... Oh. Less editing, maybe. I can see it on my my line, just... Uh, Okay, next up for me is Halloween from 1978. I said I wanted to start watching some of these movies again this year. 15 years after murdering... It's Halloween. It's Michael Myers. Everybody knows this movie. Uh, It's a good film, and I highly respect it for where what it did for the slasher film in America at the time that it came out. That being said, it is 55 fucking minutes until he chokes a bitch out in this movie. And there's a lot of wandering around Haddonfield, Illinois. Uh, in that meantime, just talking to high school girls and chatting with babysitters and doing this and doing that and... Lindsay! Lindsay! Is that you? <laughs> Are you playing a trick on me? Uh, it's at that point where I'm like, can somebody get an ice skate to the face, please? Because that's the Michael Myers I like. Not dicking around, getting it done. But, uh, you know, it, I can't I'm, I can't super fault it for that because it's a product of its time. You gotta start mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. And that's the beginning. This is the beginning. Of the slasher, so uh, at least in America, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I totally respect the film. I just, it's like, uh, uh, Halloween. I'm, I, I think I am gonna go dig out my VHS of part two because I did find it the other day. I was like, ah, oh, there it is. I could see it through the clear plastic tub. Maybe it's time to dig that bitch out. And uh, do I have four or five and more? I've got a few oh, of them. I don't think I have the complete set, but I have a a good smattering of them. Okay. Back to you. Okay, next up, 1981's The Fun House, directed by Mr. Toby Hooper. Uh, this is a another Halloween-type set movie, or at least it feels like it. Uh, Carnival Fun House, uh, where these four teens are stalked by this mutiny creature thing. I really like this movie. It, uh, it really t- captures that Carnival Fun House-type ki- thing feel like it's creepy that way. It's not very gory. Uh, it's In fact, I would hardly consider this a slasher. It's more of a creature feature, I guess. Uh, but, man, it's cool. Every time I watch the movie, even when not, like you said with Halloween, like not much happens in the movie up until like almost the hour mark, but there's so much early 80s coolness going on uh, and just weird characters at this carnival that I'm totally invested, but I've, I really like the movie. Uh, this is back in Toby Hooper's heyday where just every, almost everything that the guy made was good. At least what I would consider to be good. Yeah, have you, you've seen Funhouse, right? I don't know if I have. I bet you'd like it. It's, it's a cool movie. 
Okay. Uh, next up for me was They Remain, which counts as a horror movie. <sighs> I was horrified by it mm-hmm. in, in no positive way. Uh, and after that, I had to wash my brain out. Uh, so I watched House by the Cemetery. There we go. And the last time that I watched this, 1981, this really feels like a 70s movie. Uh, the last time I watched this was in a theater with you because we had booked Four Nights of Fulci, a repertory screening of Four Nights yep. of Fulci films. And I came up for, how many did I come up for? Uh, three of them? Um, you were, uh, no, I think maybe only two. Two? At least two. Yeah. But one of them was House by the Cemetery, and I think that was my first... Uh, the other one was Zombie. I came yeah. up for Zombie. Uh, but I had seen Zombie before. This was my first viewing of House by the Cemetery in the theater. And I was like, holy shit, that was fucking great. <laughs> and probably one of my favorite Fulci movies ever. Uh, just because it's the most... I mean, linear, I guess? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, next to Zombie. Uh, but... I just love the way that it goes, and it really horrifies me because Bob is a clone of my youngest kid. It, I, Addie came in here while I was watching. I was like, "Look at that! Look at that! Isn't Bob Corbin?" And she was like, "This is stupid. Why are you talking to me?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, then they're lobbing off some mannequin's head and yeah. it's laying there. And <laughs> but then Bob goes, "Um, I we need to go. Why are you doing? We want you to do this. I don't want to do this, mommy." <laughs> But the kid really looks like my youngest kid and does stuff like, has some mannerisms like him. So, uh, <laughs> uh, it's easy for me to fall down a rabbit hole of, uh, of like getting involved in this film. Even as crazy as the, the movie is and the third act is, it's still easy for me to slip into that because that kid looks so much like my kid. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing mm-hmm. to have a kid in danger that gets you involved. That's a Stephen King thing. But when the kid actually looks and acts like your kid, you're, I don't know, man, it just grabs me. And I love this movie. But even while I, again, this is what, what my second viewing. So while I'm watching it, I have the same reaction as the first time where I'm like, this is silly. This is ridiculous. That guy's got pasta on his face or whatever the hell. Um, this is silly. Uh, slashing and uh, whatever. And then you get to that very, 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 very end bit. And they're walking off into the mm-hmm. fog. And it's a Fulci thing. Oh, guess what, kids? You have been watching a fucking nightmare. And that's where the movie becomes absolutely terrifying. And it yeah. just fucking works for me, man. I i don't know what to say. I, I know that you like other Fulci movies better than this one, I, I believe. But this one, just that ending... You can show me all the shocking shit you want in Seven Doors of Death or whatever the yeah. Beyond. Yeah. And spiders ripping out eyeballs and all that. I get it. It's terrifying. And it is. But the psychological horror of this film just rips my testicles off every <laughs> fucking time. Uh, all both times, I guess. I, yeah. I can't say every single time. I've only watched it twice, but. Yeah. One ball for each viewing. Fuck. <laughs> fuck is that effective. Yeah. Agreed. I love that movie. It's one of the top four for me for Fulci. I mean, they... And it, it's, it, it might help, too, that uh, in that walking off in the fog scene, it's down that driveway. And uh, just with the trees and the... Uh, this might, might sound weird, but the, the, the nature aspect of it, what it looks like, it, it doesn't look that dissimilar 
from Ohio and where we live. Like it, yeah, that that could be where we shot some of our short films uh-huh. down at your, your old man's place. That that's what it looks like to me. It oh, the neighbor's dog has thoughts on house. Oh, good, 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 good. It's not my dogs. I, for once. Anyway, uh, I. Uh, uh. Oh, that's awesome! I love that. I love that you're that that there's a Fulci movie that you have kind of claimed as your own. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I love it. Okay. Um, next up for me is Creep Show episodes three and four. Uh, episode three had All Hallows Eve, which is about a group of trick or treaters uh, out to reclaim something from this small town. I'm not going to say what. You'll have to watch that episode to find out. And then The Man in the Suitcase. This was great. <laughs> um, there's just, there's a guy. He's smushed up in a suitcase, and he spits money out. And these teens devise, or college kids devise a get-rich-quick scheme, and that never works out good. That was good. I liked that. Uh, next episode, The Companion. Um, uh, this guy brings a scarecrow to life, and that's all you need to know. It was scary. In fact, of all of the creep show episodes thus far, that one there legit feels like it could have been in one of the, other than obviously the cameras that they use, you can tell it's digital, but that had the closest feel to an episode uh, or a, one of the parts of the creep show movies from back in the eighties. Uh, it, it just, the way it was filmed, it was really good. That was rock solid. And then Lydia Lane's better half. Um, this was good, but it felt more like this might be weird, but because I watched some of these episodes not long ago, uh, the tales from the dark side series. Okay. Uh, very much a self, like self-contained in one room type of thing to where it's like, uh, you're, you, you got you have a really good premise, but not much money. So, you're just going to rock it with this one set pretty much. And it it works. I liked it. It doesn't quite feel like a creep show episode, but it was good. Maybe a bit more Twilight Zone-y, I guess. But in that vein, like Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side. But so far, there has not been one episode that I did not at least like to a certain... The, the werewolf one was my least favorite, but these are... Man, they're, they're on a roll. They're good. Cool. <clears throat> Back to you. Oh. Making a note here, sorry. Okay, last round for me. The Prophecy Part 2 and The Prophecy Part 3 of The Ascent. They both sucked, and I watched them both, sort of. On VHS, and I have them, and... <laughs> I have nothing. They're nothing. Ugh. The only time that it's worth looking up at those movies is when Christopher Walken comes on screen with his wild and crazy hair, and he's like, hold on, let me tell you something. Oh, oh, hold on. Wait, this is cool. And then he fucks off for a while, and I... I Don't ask me anything about these movies, because I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It's the same as uh, They Remain, kind of. They, they, they happened over there, and I sat here while they happened. That's that's the best review I got for him. <laughs> uh, coming soon, uh, not 90s horror. That's what's coming soon for me. Good. No. I don't blame you. 
Uh-huh. Back to the rest is up to you. I'm, that's okay. it. I'm done. Okay. Next up is Evidence from 2013. This is the one with, um, I'm pretty sure you watched this one. Uh, Stephen Moyer is in this, and uh, what's the lady's name? Uh, Rada Mitchell. Oh, okay. This is the it's a found footage movie. They're at this gas station, and there was a guy with a welder's mask, and he likes to torch people's limbs off. I'm looking, um, I'm looking and here. Stephen Moyer and uh, Rada Mitchell. They're like the FBI detectives trying to piece the like. They have all this video footage from. It's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Um, I have I'll, not seen this movie. Do you have a source that is telling you this is horror? Uh, yes, I had found a source on that one. Where did I... What was it? I know I did. I looked it up because I, I'm like, I should watch this again. I'm like, go online, make sure it's a horror. Where did I... Either Rotten Tomatoes somewhere. I know it's not on IMDb, but this is a slasher movie. Like, a gory slasher movie. Um... Yeah, anyway, uh, here's my thoughts on, um, when was the last time you watched a really, truly found footage movie with shaky cameras? It's been a while. Uh, uh, last October. Okay, because... Uh, th- there were some, uh, yeah, horror ones that I watched. Th- they're not aging well. They're not aging well. Like, at this point, like, I used to, th- this is a good movie, but I'm like... Oh, shaky cam. Like, no one videos all this shit. No one videos all of this. 6% on the tomato meter. This uh-huh, I don't uh-huh. think I've ever seen it. Um, but it, it's, you know. Ah, uh, Rotten Tomatoes says horror. So. Yeah, it's very much, I, it's gory. Um, and the twist is just ridiculous. I, again, it, it was, it was okay, but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, the found footagey things. Like, mm. anyway, okay, that's uh, evidence. Next up, oh come on, oh my wife is trying to buy ninja swords for the kids, and what do you think about this one? I'm podcasting. <laughs> um, oh, that's a cool looking double sword. <laughs> come on, be um, on the show. <laughs> oh, it spins or. Let's see here. Why are you looking at that? Uh, cause What's she wants next? my advice. She wants to, um. Yeah, it can wait. It can wait. Um, we're trying to wrap up. Oh, we're not wrapping up for a little while. We're, <laughs> Rav Dyer, also known as Manhunt. Oh, Manhunt. Alright. From 2008. Um, uh, this is set in 1974. Four, uh, young people in, uh, Bork Bork land are on a, trip to the woods to do something and they seem to piss off the local uh the local deliverancy type people in this restaurant and so they get picked off one by one and this is a this is a pretty good movie it's very well shot it's gory um it's just it's a backwoods horror movie uh, my biggest complaint with this movie is the um the one guy of these four is so such an insufferable asshole that it detracts from the movie, even though it's filmed great and it's it takes all you know takes all of those backwoods horror beats. Uh, that guy was insufferable, awful. Um, just what year? What, what what was this called? It's called Manhunt or Rav Dyer R O V D Y R from two thousand eight from Norway. But um, right. I was impressed. It was. 
it was cool. Um, anyway, that's the only Manhunt. Manhunt I'm seeing is from 2017. No, it's a uh, type in R O V D Y R. R O V D Y R. Okay, next. Okay, next up is uh, Blood and Lace. Not Blood and Black Lace. Two different things. Blood and Lace. Um... <laughs> it's R O V D Y R. Okay, isn't that how I spelled it? Oh, I thought you said D-I-R. I don't know. Oh, Whatever. Anyway. Right, moving on. Uh, Blood and Lace from 1971. Uh, a uh, prostitute mom and her John are beaten to death or whatever. And then there's a... Uh, the daughter is sent to an orphanage run by the most awful mother superior type lady. Uh, and then hammer murders start... Ha- like, literally with a claw hammer start happening there for... Reasons, um, and then a very, uh, oh, a very icky twist ending to where the killer was revealed, and I'm like, ah, that's, that's pervy. Okay, whatever. Checked off the list. Uh, and by checked off the list, I mean I've watched it several times now. Uh-huh, yeah. And it's getting better, right? Yeah, uh, not really. Um... <laughs> Adam's Family. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes says it's horror, comedy, whatever. So it is for me. Um, uh, I don't need to talk about Adam's Family that much because we've all, well, either seen it or have heard of it. I will say, though, that the casting for this movie is perfect. Rewatching this movie, Angelica Houston was so great. Raul Julia, Christopher Lloyd. Um, they're so good. And Christina Ricci, this is kind of her breakout performance and she's great as Wendy. I think I would say that she's my favorite character in these Adams family movies. Cause she's just, uh, she's so Tim Burton-y and Tim Burton had nothing to do with the movie, but she's, she's great. Um, yeah, it was funny. I liked it. Creepy, good Halloween fun with the wife. It, that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> no, I, I get you. Uh, next up, Luther, the geek. Lloyd Kaufman and yeah, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome put it out, so it looks great, but it's it's about a geek, also known as a guy that acts a grown man that acts like a chicken, bites the heads off of chickens and bites people's necks, and there's lots of lots of stalking and walking around in this big farmhousey area in a barn and. Lots of walking and investigating and trying to find the geek. And then the geek shows up sometimes and bites. Trauma. Okay, that's Luther the Geek. Um, it was okay, by the way. Uh, next up. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Jeez. Uh, next up, scary movie. And this is not the Wayans Brothers scary movie. No, sir. This is, this is from 1991. Uh, it was. Never got a religious release until recently, and my 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 buddy online, he's like, "You gotta buy this movie, dude! It's really good. It's creepy." Twenty dollars later, oh, oh you fucker! <laughs> oh, a, a guy walks around a a much like Toby Hooper's Funhouse. Uh, this is these guys walking around this cardboard set. Uh, it's a haunted house, you see, and there's a killer loose. Awful. Just 
awful. I'm infuriated watching this movie. It's nothing. It's nothing. Um, he one time he he falls into what he thinks is a pit of snakes, but they're rubber snakes because it's a haunted house. They're not real. But the killer might be lurking in there. Maybe twist ending. He's not. Whatever. Fuck that movie. Uh, next up, uh, Berserker. God, that title Are is you awesome. Making the Berserker. That's something. What Are is that? You want for making fuck Berserker? No, you don't remember that. All right. Berserker from 1987. <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people go to the woods. There's a lot uh, of Clerks fans out there right now laughing their ass off. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, so it's. <laughs> So there's adults that are in the woods, and there's a man bear pig chasing them. Um, or actually, it's just this guy uh, that wears this bear snout. And, That's, uh, yeah, and he I has. De- I deserve condescension for that movie <laughs> for, for, for man bear pig. That's great. Uh, but he's got a snout of a bear, and these and um, there's a. It's a Nordic thing to wear like Nordic. Uh, for folklore has this man bear pig thing <laughs> that comes back. Vinegar Syndrome released it, and, <laughs> it's, um, um, and then there at one point the man bear pig actually takes does battle with a real bear, kind of like all of the the zombie and the shark from Zombie, except here it's the man bear pig and the bear. And I mean they're really like tussling around, and I'm like the only thing that would make this scene better is if the bear just ends up fucking the guy. Then I would, now we've got a gem in the rough, but it does not happen. But the berserker does, <laughs> it does berserky things. <laughs> it's, Damn, that, that might be our, our title. <laughs> berserker does berserky things. Um, next. it was actually pretty good. Mm. Not bad. Um, okay, next up, Adam's Family Values. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, this one here stars Angelica Houston, <laughs> Raul. <laughs> Raul Julia Christopher Lloyd is back <laughs> as Gomez <laughs> Christina Ricci is also back um, I'm gonna go make a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> oh maybe a cucumber uh, <laughs> <laughs> and toast yeah, yeah. Um, oh, sure Barry Sonnenfeld is also back directing um, this one here isn't quite as good as the first one but it still works for what it is I really liked the uh, the camp scenes with the um uh, uh, Wendy, oh, Wendy, Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday, t- you look bored shitless over oh, there. Oh, just, just, <laughs> you're breaking down the plot of <sighs> Adam's Family's sequel. Oh. Uh, anyway, there's, it's, it's witty, you see, it's witty. Uh, next up. <laughs> Judas Priest, <laughs> I get it, you win this month already. Um, Amityville, um, Ville. Uh, uh, oh, the, the doll. I watched it this morning. There it is, the Dollhouse from 1996. This is another. Uh, so Vinegar Syndrome released the box set of the 90s Amityville. So the Evil Escapes. Uh, it's about time. The shitty one with the with the mirror, and then this one, Dollhouse. Um, not bad, not too bad. So there's a Dollhouse that is that looks like the original Amityville house. That's in this guy's house, and it makes things possessed, or it becomes possessed. And just so our listeners know, if you type Amityville into Google, it brings up Amityville, New York, and it outlines the 
uh, town proper, and it looks like testicles. Perfect. Back to your review. Okay, just like my hair. Um, uh, a little bit of nudity. There's a big demon creature in the end for some reason. Uh, there's a little voodoo doll. It's not bad. It's it's okay. I think the best of those four was the clock one. It's about time. I think that was the best of these. But this is very, very 90s where, you know, there's a teenager in there and he's got the baggy jeans on and see some nudity too, if I remember. Yeah, I think I said that. Oh, yeah. Not bad. Um, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Amityville 8, Dollhouse. Yeah, I spent that whole time just looking up the Amityville series to see what entry this was. It's number, it's part eight. Part eight. So I actually own, on Blu-ray, I own parts one, two, three, four, five, six, three. Huh. I own about all of them. <laughs> uh, there's like 20 of them. <laughs> uh, I own all the all the way up to Dollhouse. Oh, and then the remake. Oh, well, there's a good dozen after that. <sighs> so that's, that's, did I breeze over anything too quick? Do you want to? Oh, definitely not. Uh, are you done? Do you want? Do you have that's more? That's it. That's that's oh, it. Oh, thank God Almighty in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you found a loophole to watch uh, horror movies with your wife. I, I love it. Uh, There's like one more that I think that I might be able to squeeze in. <laughs> this month or this episode? What do you this mean? This month. This month. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that it it technically. I mean, it's a it's a wife movie, so I'm like, ah, I might be able to get away with that. Yeah, I'll be the judge of that. Okay, that brings the score to uh, 37 for me and 44 for you. So you're going to win. I've uh, ceased caring, and I also won the last few years, so I don't care. Uh, Coming soon for you. Uh, Coming soon for me is a movie called Trick from uh, Patrick Lussier or whatever. The guy Oh, that direct- he directed Prophecy Part 3 and God. Dracula 2000. Fuck me. Ugh. Good luck with that shit. Great, great. Um, not just... Huh. I, he's directed some things we've liked, but... Oh, he, he, yeah, well, Drive Drive Angry, which wasn't that good, actually. I like that movie. Oh, did you? Well, that's, that's the problem with him. I like it. The first time I watched him, I'm like, that was good! And then I go back and watch it later, and I'm like, that was shit! Yeah. Um, that was my Bloody Valentine remake. He, he made that... Oh, uh, Dracula 2000, and... Uh, wow, that guy's got a style. Yeah. It's... It's... Uh, it's the affordable style. Yeah. Um, what else for me? I might give a muck train another another spin because Vinegar Syndrome now released it on Blu-ray. Uh, Un- Unmasked Part 25, which is a uh, comedy slasher from Vinegar Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trilogy of Terror Part 2. I'm hoping to give that one a rewatch. Um, Don't Panic, which is a Mexican slasher movie from the 80s. What can't be awesome about that? Uh, what else is... Then, of course, Halloween 2. You look just bored shit. <laughs> I mean, God, Judas. Uh, this is just your regular shit. It is. It's literally just... Yeah, just the regular stuff that I... Oh, and I might actually rewatch Dead and Breakfast. I feel like that, that needs uh, a... I mean... Uh... <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Awful. Um... <laughs> Wife's still got a couple more. Oh, yeah, couple, sure. Couple more Halloween. Because you're not looking junk. up what you're going to watch next. So no. obviously you're texting or... Yeah. Yep. Tell me about them swords, dude. 
Yep. Oh, they're they're ninja-ish. They're plastic and like, oh, that one's $8. That's too much money for... All of that Halloween... Those Halloween toys are just garbage. Yeah. And none of this could be taken care of in 10 minutes from now. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon for me is uh, uh, Aliens short films on YouTube. I'm going to watch those to get my easy breezy... 59-minute point that Eugene got, and not 90s horror. That's not coming soon, because I'm fucking over it. I can't read the title of that film. What was that uh, uh, that VHS I got that was uh, Servants of Twilight? That's a horror film, right? Yeah, that's a Dean Koontz. Yeah, Dean Koontz. That's not 90s, is it? I don't believe so, uh-uh. Well, wait, wait, wait. Ooh, oh, might be. Me. <sighs> Beyond the door too. I'm gonna. I I've got to get some of this VHS off my shelf because I I've, I've got more and I need a place to put it. So 1991, Servants of Twilight. Sweet. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> fucking 90s were great. They were just great. Just fucking great. Okay. Anything else to add for this episode? Hour 45. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we should have just not done the Star Wars breakdown, but. Because when you said, oh, we got plenty of time, I looked at my list, I'm like, okay. Well, I had plenty of time, but uh, I didn't know that you had 12 more movies than me. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> oh, by the way, I loved the uh, the Steve the Steve tack on. Um, Wasn't that good? Oh, that was funny, because uh, he was... He wasn't wrong. My my phone. I was the dipshit in the theater that night. I'm so ashamed of you. Oh, it was. Oh, I was furious. I, I'm surprised I didn't break my phone. <laughs> like I, I had the volume down, the volume, the ringer off, on silent, on airplane, like all of that. Like it was like, no, no, you bastard! It's trash day. Take the trash out. And it's time to download a new operating system. Oh, just. <sighs> Steve's sitting there just suddenly judging me beside me, sitting, ah, I'm like, oh, I feel his judgment right now. Oh, I'm so glad that he was able to vent his judgment and not be yeah. silent about it. No, he, he, yep, he shared with the world. I, uh, <laughs> goodbye. We gotta, we gotta end this. We gotta end this. <laughs> I'm happy you're happy. Yep. Uh, All right. See you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Aggressive again. Again. <laughs> listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.